Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Will. This is Thomas. And we're back on the spin of the because I watched some comedy videos just before this. Uh, we're back in the virtual spinner rack. I forgot what the hell we called it. Uh, yeah. And this week we're going to take a look at Conan 14 and 15, the two-part crossover with Elric, the first and only time Elric appeared in Marvel Comics. Yep. And it was awesome. Well, unless you count the epic line. Yeah, well, Epic was different. But yes. Hey, Alan, how are you? What's going on, man? So it's going to be a really short pre-show because I've got one thing, and it wasn't something that I that came in. It was something that uh, I I found that was lost a long time ago. Um, but it's awesome. And uh, Thomas uh, didn't have anything come in, but he 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 bought a bunch of books online. He meets some yeah. authors on the fee bay. Yeah, I'm waiting on him to tell me something. He, and he's waiting to see if somebody gives him a better offer. And then he'll eventually come back to you. I think that's how those things work. But I found this that I had since I was a little kid. With a cover price of 39 cents US in Canada, 49 cents. Oh, sweet. Really? Yep. Who does the art? Uh, Or does it even say? I doubt it even says. It's an authorized edition. I have never seen that. Distributed by Modern Promotions, a division of Unisystems, Inc., New York. Published by 
Oppenheimer Publishers Incorporated. This story book belongs to, and I'm so shocked that my mother didn't write my name in it, like my full name. She used to love doing that. But it's got a whole Hanna Barbera cast of characters right there. Oh, sweet. Um, God, I love Johnny Quest. Copyright 1972. Hanna Barbera Incorporated. All rights reserved. Nope, it doesn't doesn't say who it is. We got we got Johnny runs on the beach with Bandit. It's like a a bigger, flatter, not as many pages, big little book in color. I used to read this thing all the time. Where the hell's Haji? Not there yet. Uh oh. People are shooting in from a plane that's mysteriously passing by the island. And they find a tunnel and a trap door in Dr. Quest. And a slip and fall. Call your lawyer. And then the bad guys show up. Bandit barks, and they raise their hands. Yeah. And then there's the bad despot right here. <laughs> Race Bannon to the rescue. That's what I was like, where the hell is Race at? Was he asleep? He was hiding down in the tunnels or something. And he peeks out behind the piece of wood that could easily get shot through with his six-shooter. Saves um they have then a no haji. Nope, no haji. Hmm. Uh they also made uh Fred and Barney join the circus, the Flintstones on a picnic with Dino, Magilla Gorilla moved to the country, Johnny Quest adventure with the secret tunnel, which is this one. Uh, Flintstones at the uh, Snally Gaster show, Yogi Bear in the Colorado River. They did a lot of Flintstones, and there's Fred and Barney have a day off, Dino gets a, Dino gets a job, a man named Egbert Crum, a woman and Betty clean house, as well, they better. <laughs> they said that's not a very exciting book. <laughs> <laughs> Uncleberry Hound and the Goldfish who had hiccups. And uh, Yogi Bear and the Bubblegum Lions. <laughs> we'll have to um, talk about Yogi Bear. We'll have to one day read the uh, Ben Edlund Yogi Bear cartoon or comic. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing that got me on this one, uh, I know you've been talking about you wanted these forever. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like we'll go ahead and read them. Because I don't think you said you'd ever read them, had you? No, I hadn't. Yeah, so completely new to you. I'd read them, but it's been, it's been years since I've read them. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, I did not realize the cool cover. Oh, so there's a cover, y'all. Conan 14 uh, from March, 20 cent. Um, this is like 72, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Let's see how good I am. Da, 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 da. Yep, 72, March 72. 
Um, and the thing that kind of was cool to me is I had forgot this, but the story is actually written, or they say plotted, but written and everything, by uh, Michael Moorcock and uh, James Cotton. Um, so they plotted it, I guess did all, laid everything out, and then Roy Thomas comic fight it however you want to say that mm -hmm. he filled in the words and broke it down into panels um of course uh you know barry smith is our artist here so uh here's your conan uh trivia for today uh we'll see if you knew this who was who originally wanted to draw conan first neil adams no Bashima. Well, Chalk. yeah, because he, he did the magazine, so. Yeah, well, he did, magazines were after this, but oh, yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did the he did the magazines, and he starts Conan not too far after this, like like in the thirties, I think it is something. Mm -hmm. um, and then he becomes the regular Conan artist and draws it forever. But uh, he wanted to draw it because he really hated superhero books which mm -hmm. is just so weird because he's the quintessential like Marvel superhero guy to me. Yeah. But they did not put him on this book because it was new. And when they started the Conan book, they didn't know if it would make it. And Bar and uh, Bashima was the highest paid Marvel artist at the time. So they couldn't pull him off a book that they knew was going to sell and put him on something that wouldn't sell. And Barry Smith was just breaking in. So, yeah, this is like you can tell just by looking at this how far Barry Smith came from this to uncanny X-Men 205. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or weapon X. I mean, it's, it's yeah. leaps and bounds and, you know, he did a whole stuff, you know, a whole slew of stuff in between. Um, he actually yeah, did Here he was stuff. just Barry Smith. Yeah. Uh, when he got really good, he became BWS Barry Windsor Smith. Yes. I need to add another name because my artwork, I'm told, is next level now. <laughs> yeah, I'm that damn good. I need to add me another name. But uh, that's the thing that gets me. You can still see how good he's going to be. His layouts are so good. The yeah. art, I mean, the, 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 I don't say the, the, the landscapes, the horses, the artwork outside of the people is damn near next level as it is mm -hmm. but when you start looking at some of the people you can start to see where he's still learning yeah but uh, sal also sal did work as the the they, they list him as an embellisher because he did the inks and finishes well so, now that's sal that's sal but yeah. john was the one that wanted to yeah draw. john wanted to do it but uh yeah and sal's amazing as well but yeah Conan the Barbarian, a store, a sword called Stormbringer. Later, Elric's official sword name gets stolen to be used as uh, Beta Ray Bill's weapon. Yeah. Is it called Storm? It's Stormbreaker, isn't it? I think it's Stormbreaker, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. There's your... Uh, you know, Stormbringer was actually the second book in the El written in the Elric saga. Uh, no, because I've only ever read Elric in comic book form. You've never read the hardcover books? 
because there's nothing but words in them. There's no pictures. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, the first book and pretty much the last book of the Elric series were written together. So the first book is Elric, and then the second book that was written is Stormbringer, and it was kind of like the end of the, the, the character, the end of the last book, and it proved to be so popular that Moorcock filled in the rest of it. Uh, I, I remember, because I remember, because uh, Elric books used to be like few and far between. Yes. And then like IDW started doing more of them, and, and Dynamite did some. And, uh, and I remember back in like the late 80s, early 90s, uh, they uh, they did uh, Michael Moorcock's Hawkmoon. Yes, Hawkmoon was good. Yeah, and the art on that was, I think it was like P. Craig Russell that did the art on that. Or at least yes, the covers. he did the art on most of those. And yeah, that was and by, um, those were published by, some of them were published by Epic. And then some of them weren't, I think some of them were published by Pacific, wasn't it? Either Pacific or First. Yeah, I think, I think it was Pacific, but yeah, but it's awesome. Uh, so the story starts here, and this is what's cool, is it's like, it starts kind of like just rampant, running straight up. Mm -hmm. um, and Conan is just like, he's just going up a damn hill, and he sees... Um, he sees a woman being chased by a group of riders on red horses. Uh, and of course, I'm sure he can't hear them, but he sees it. And uh, as it says, you know, they're like, you know, she must die, the swords of chaos. But Conan, you know, heads out and he's like, Does it take four of you to slay the helpless female? Uh, and then they kind of shoo him away. He says, Uh, he, you know, he says, you know, that let's make this no affair of yours. And he just runs head on in like a regular barbarian he is and starts like hacking away. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to make it my affair because I like the turn of this wench's leg. <laughs> Translation, she got a nice ass. Pretty much. <laughs> um, what's cool, dude, is he's like laying waste to these guys. I forgot it. He says, you know, and they, they don't scream or anything. And then when he notices the horses aren't horses, he kind of freaks out and then they, they take him. Uh, one of them like touches him and it, it's got poison on the blade, it says, and he passes out. Oh, which is cool. Yeah. So he passes out and as he falls to the ground, he says, you know, like, uh, he says, we shall, you'll never ride, uh, nor shall he ever rise again this side of hell. But hold, you know, hear the beating of wings? And then these damn eagles come in, like a Lord of the Rings, uh, and attack everybody. And they chase the guys off. Uh, and then we find out, just like Lord of the Rings, it yeah. was a wizard that sent the eagles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Moments later, it was the, the three three cowed horses horsemen turn and flee. He says, uh, "Is they're gone back back into the fast dying shadows?" He says, "I'm safe. It was I who came to rescue you, and it was the eagles who did save us both." And now we find out that this is somebody Conan has met in the past. Yeah, 
Of course, it's a woman. Yeah, it's a woman. Yeah, there's <laughs> your... Now, so there's the scratch that kind of sent him under, you know. Yeah. He's like, it's a scratch, you know, don't worry. And uh, who are they? So, she, you know, she tells him, look, you know, lift the cow and they're already turning to damn dust. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about the horses, which is cool. You know, the, you know, the, the horses with ravenous beaks. Uh, he says, so, the, so the sin of sorcery affrights you as much, perhaps I blame you not. Um, and then he says, you know, my name, but I don't know yours. Hold that voice like a cat suffering with echoes of time lost. A barbarian. It is Zephira whose hand you touched daughter of the wizard called Zucla, which, you know, wants him dead. Huh? <laughs> which like every other wizard in the land wants Conan dead. Yeah. <laughs> Not at this time, which is cool, but he did earlier. And I've got to go back and look because um, I know I've got it. I got all of them. They talk about in a little bit how Conan and Zucla got in a fight here in a minute. You'll see. I know you see it too. But oh, I was going to say this up here. We talk about the scratch that brings him. Because I just finished reading the 15, you know, about 30 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Refreshing again. And uh, what's cool is, is that scratch is still there at the end of 15. Because not a whole lot of time passes in between these two issues. I mean, it's a couple days at most. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a real fast, uh, I mean, not to say a fast story, but it's not a long time. But yeah, so Daughter of the Wizard called Zucla. And uh, yeah, that devil dog vowed revenge on me when last our paths crossed. Now he sent you. Uh, and dude, she starts calling him beloved here in a minute. Did I'm you like, catch that? I'm like, that's not Talia. That's not Bruce. <laughs> no. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. That's not Talia. And what's, what's even funnier is him using the barbarian term Devil dogs. Yeah. Which a handful of years after this, there was a certain kick-ass cartoon that happened after the first Star Wars movie came out. Uh with barbarians of the future. Yes. Uh Thundar, to be precise. Oh, with God, his, Thundar, with his sun sword, you know. It's a, a lightsaber. A, a, a cheap rate lightsaber. And his and his Wookiee. Oopla, uh, <laughs> the mock. Yeah. Uh, in other words, we're mocking a Wookiee. Um, and his his thing all the time was devil dogs. Yeah. No, not devil dogs. Demon dogs. Demon dogs. That's yeah, right. Demon dogs. <laughs> that show is so damn good. I know. And I, but I remember back in the day uh, of watching him say the demon dogs thing while well, I would sit with a cup of milk and some devil dogs. <laughs> and Greek's cake. Mm. All that chocolatey poison. <laughs> chocolatey oh, poison. Chocolatey poison with all those chemicals. Yeah, great. <laughs> so she, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Zephyra. I'm trying to remember all the names. Yeah, Zephyra tells him, you know, hey, uh, I've been sent out kind of to find you. Uh, father sent me, you know, and I've got to take you back to him. Uh, there's no treachery. You know, he he just wants to talk to you. And, you know, he didn't know that the hooded ones were going to attack me. So she brings him back, <laughs> takes him to her father. He's like, oh, daughter, I trust my heaven sent eagles arrived to aid you. They did. 
not a moment soon. Is that, and Conan's just like, is that Zookla? Where's the fiery mask he once wore in the trappings of power? Uh, he's just, you know, and he welcomes them. He's like, welcome, Camerian, uh, or Sumerian. Is your, uh, Zookla was a master of much of Zamora. Is your own creation, barbarian, for when your swift sword hand rent my mage mask, it stole much of my wizardy and all of my precariously held youth. I shall die ere long the death I once thought cold uh, could never touch me. And Conan's just like, hey, you know, it's the same voice, only he's really bitter now. <laughs> it's the same voice. He just looks like Volko from that DC book. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, because I guess... I'd have to look, so I'm I'm guessing reading everything. Conan must have like chopped him in the head there and broke his mask. Yeah, like, <laughs> went a, into like his an uppercut with his sword and just like cleaved the mask and and his head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, exactly. So, uh, so him and Zukla talk for a minute, and finally Zukla tells him, "Hey, put your sword away. We need to walk and talk." And he does, and uh, he takes him and takes him to a fountain and uh, they get into the fountain and he's telling him he said i want you to look at this you know enchanted fountain and see everything here so look and uh, now he's looking look on the face of uh kula goth and he's his rival of so kula goth is a rival of thothamon you know conan's big baddie all the time mm -hmm. the most sinister of stygians um so you know stygia is like egypt Okay. So, yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he seeks out the dark secrets to make himself master of our world. Uh, I fear I'll unleash forces more powerful than they may tear the very fabric of space and time. And hey, listen, list while I tell you the tale of Turhanal. I think back in the day, in the 30s, even 60s, when like Moorcock was writing this, because mm -hmm. uh, they don't do it anymore now. They just throw damn letters together and they're like, oh, cool. All those letters, they took like a bunch of Scrabble pieces and throw them up however the hell they landed. They're mm -hmm. like, that's going to be the bad guy's name. Because <laughs> keeping them up is hard as hell. Reach into that box of alphabets and just toss them across the counter. <laughs> we'll, we'll find some kind of messed up name to call the, the new wizard. The new wizard or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Turnerall, Green Empress, daughter of daughter of the king in a world called Melbourne, and she uh, and she demon summoned from this mortal pain. So we find out that this is a long lost empress that is from Melbourne or Melbourne, however you want to say it, that ruled that country, which is where Elric's from. And yeah, that, that dimension actually. That, that dimension, yeah. That dimension and Melbourne's a, actually it's a, a set of islands in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And then you head out and you got the purple towns and you got uh purple towns and then there's the other sea people there and then I can't remember where it is. But Melbourne's in the center. It's kind of like Greece and it controls all the shipping and everything and everybody has to pay tribute to it. Uh, Elric's king now. Uh for a while so anyway she's uh she gets defeated eventually uh in the city of uh and then when she gets defeated she gets sealed away into the ancient city of yagla see there's some more uh scrabble pieces 
Uh, <laughs> and then once that, when she said in a way, it's like they put up a magical barrier and freaking sink the city. Uh, but now this is where they catch Conan. Now, Aunt Saviaga's highest towers are shown above the waters, which are called the Shining Lake, low many leagues hence. But they are the towers of gold, Conan, priceless gold, which dances in the moonday sun. And Conan just says, sign me up. <laughs> exactly. We're talking a whole damn building made out of gold. I'm okay. Gold, which is yours for the taking, if you'll but aid me in my present enterprise. <laughs> and I do love though Conan just comes right out. I'm no world savior, mage, and I have no taste for sorcery. Uh, but this gold is tempting. <laughs> <laughs> So he agrees to go with Zephra out there and try and stop this uh, woman, Yaga, uh, not yet, uh, Terranol, from coming back to life. And uh, But what he's really doing is trying to bankroll his <laughs> next meal of, of mutton, ale, and women. Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing originally. Uh, but hey, if I get paid good, that's cool. So, uh, our wizard here, Zukla, knows that whatever Conan's going to fight, see, this is the thing Zukla's like kind of keeping down low how bad this situation is. He's like, I know it's going to be bad, so your sword is not going to be enough. So, lay it in my palm, and uh, you know. He's going to put some magic on it. And he puts magic on the sword that will help it and allow it to stand up in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's even cool here because he's like, the, this is something, if you read the ever read the Elric stuff, um, they do a lot of like blood magic and that kind of stuff in the books. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, your hand, it bleeds. Yeah, without blood, my spell would be but an old man's folly. Go now, Zephyr awaits. So as soon as he's, I mean, he's been there, dude. He hadn't even ate. Yeah, you know, get on the horse, head your ass out. <laughs> and Zucla thinks himself. And well, now for another Star Trek reference. Another Star Trek reference. Why does the wizard's face look like rock from that old TOS episode? Look that like when they met when they made Kirk into an android. Oh yeah. Rock yeah, who can... was uh what uh he was uh he played he on play uh he played by Adam's uh family. Yeah, he was he was Lurch in the Adams family. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. We used to walk, uh, my friends used to work with a guy at Hasbro back in the day that they used to call Lurch because he's like seven foot five. And he used Good to get God. mad at him, so he ended up working for me at a Domino's that I managed, and uh, I would send him out because he would just speed everywhere. So I'd send him out with like a, a bunch of pies, and if he gave if he gave me, you know, if he mouthed off to me, I'm like. Look, Lurch, you can you can either stay home or you can go now and apply uh, at Paisoni's up the street for a job because you won't be working there tomorrow. <laughs> Damn it. Then he took a swing at me. No, and God. He was, and he was fired. <laughs> so Conan heads out, and this is where we find out that Zukla has not filled him in on everything. So he thinks to himself, it's done, Lord Eric Arian. The Sumerian rides in the service of the Lords of Law, though he knows it little and cares even less. Now, this is a thing that's cool, and I'm sure you got it from the comics, but 
there's not really no defined good and evil in Moorcock's world. Mm -hmm. It's law and chaos. Mm -hmm. And and later writers and people have thought kind of like law is more like the good guys and chaos is the bad guys, but it's not necessarily. Yeah. Chaos is just eternal change and and law is, you know, tried and true. Yeah. And, and Elric, you have two choices. You can be chaotic good or chaotic evil. <laughs> Pretty much. That's it. Might do something good today. Might do something bad tomorrow. Yes, because Eric's not a nice guy. No. So he heads out. Now, in rereading this, I had to actually look some of these people up because I couldn't remember them. And I had I've read a lot of the Elric stuff. I've read all the Elric stuff, and a lot of the the more even the stuff with stuff. no pictures. Yeah, the stuff with no pictures. Yeah, and I've read a lot of the Moorcock stuff. I read, you know, uh, was it Hawk Moon? I've read, uh, oh God, the guy, the Knight, was it Knight and Ava Swords or whatever? The guy that had uh, Corum, Corum, I think is his name, Corum, uh, mm -hmm. Von Beck, dude. Dancers at the End of Time is awesome, but Zukla now turns and looks back into these the mirror here. And he is mm -hmm. trying to see, and he finds the vision of immortal Zombar. Uh, and she's at some, you know, distant place. And she's talking to her couriers. He says, what of the queen of chaos of swords is be thwarted by some loudest barbarian, you know, a thousand nays. Uh, and she's going to send out her helper here to go and take care of Conan. And this guy is actually, I didn't, I did not remember, but he is actually a guy in the Conan, or not Conan, but the Elric books. Mm -hmm. uh, what was his name? I read it a while. Yeah. Yeah. The Undying. Yeah. Yeah. They're Gaynor. Yeah. Gaynor the Doomed, Gaynor the Damned. And he's essentially so being punished. He cannot die until he's done enough of her bidding and has been released from his punishment. So, and that's part of later in the story too, you see, and he's really pissed off. But this part to me was so cool. I think I saw this in a movie a long time ago where he sees, you know, they're spying and she's like, oh wait, we're spied upon. Uh, where? And she's just right there, just put your sword through it. And you, you don't see the sword come through the water, mm -hmm. but they break the, the top of the water and he can't see anymore in the pool. I just thought that was cool. Uh, especially this upper panel. That's really nice. Do you know yeah. Titan? Do what? Got a, you know Titan's got an Elric book now? They did. They had some at one time. Yeah, I uh, think I reviewed one back when we were still reviewing books for the site. Uh, they did uh, Dreaming City. Oh, that's uh, Tainlorn. Yep. Yeah. Tain Lawrence and Dream City, I think. Some of the older ones were like the uh, Windy City Comics Group. I've did never like heard a, of them. Did like a special limited edition. It looks like it's like out of the 50s or 60s. Oh, yeah. Well, 60s, yeah, because I think that's when they come out. Um, so he's like, I, hey, I haven't learned. I've learned as much as I can. 
and uh, they're gone. And so hours later, leagues distant, um, they're heading through this uh, the forest, and they're getting to the mountains, and Conan pulls them back, and he's like, hey, look, halt here. And she's like, why? He's like, I don't like the gorge. Uh, it's a good place for an ambush. So uh, we know Conan's, he knows that people are out there, they're going to try and stop him. So mm-hmm. he comes to this gorge. There's an ambush. He pulls back, and here comes, um, look, there behind us, yeah, a huge demonic figure astride a night black charger appearing in a flash of blinding light. You know, halt, who are you? I'll give you leave. And it's, uh, I am Elric Hubble, and I wait for no man's leave. And Conan just hears Melbone, and he links the two together. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is somebody he's got to kill, and he just heads <laughs> off. And they, you know, they do the sta- standard superhero thing. They get into a huge-ass fight. Stand aside, wild man. Let me pass, or I'll carve you as a feast for your own barbarous gods. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Blasphemy. By Krom. Yeah, Krom, yeah. Uh, no mortal man shall vanquish Elric, nor blade of steel survive the onslaught of my own Stormbreaker. The only reason the sword's still there when Conan attacks is because Zukla put magic on it. Yep. Uh, and they get in a huge, you know, just sword fight here. They're both going at each other left and right until finally Conan jumps off his damn horse and tumbles with with Elric down the damn, like, hill. Uh, and they get up and they just still keep going at each other. You can see you know, going through this, and when we talked about how he's, to me, how Barry Windsor Smith was getting better, mm-hmm. and how his layouts are just so freaking good. Think of that when we did 205. Yeah. That damn, the whole fight scene is like this. I mean, it's choreographed so well, it's like watching a little movie. Yeah. Uh, and they continue to fight here, left and right. And finally, Conan's like, you know, he grabs him and they they just stop and he's like your forearm can you know my forearm can make two of yours and your grip is as mighty as my own what manner of man does zomberg send against us um or are you rather cool and goss minion and uh, when he conan finally says that elric hears him he says i'm no servant of the queen of chaos swords i have never heard of the other you name uh perhaps we should cease our fruitless struggles and bandy with words for a while instead so they stop and decide hey let's talk this over (laughs) Uh, yeah so after they talk for a little bit they find out that Elric is coming to stop Terranol from returning and Mm -hmm. he also wants to find magic that's hidden at at the city to use for his own ends but he doesn't tell you don't find out what it is. Uh, so there it is. Yeah, enough. If it's true, then why do you suddenly appear at the gorge? Some unknown force diverted my path between the plains and I found myself here. I can't remember. I think I read somewhere one time that the planes of existence thing first came about in the Elric stuff. That's like the first time that the multi-planes, multi-dimensions was yeah. in print, but I'm not sure. Yeah, here it is. There it is. 
Uh, do not seek barbarian to know all the secrets of Elric. I've told you much. <laughs> he says, hold that still, that nag still, Zephyr. Blame not my horse, beloved. Look. <laughs> and then here comes Prince Gaynor the Damned. The gay one is on his way. Damn it. <laughs> Hey, Elric, not safe for work. <laughs> I know not the somber fate which has brought you hither to perish, but perish you shall say. So Gaynor comes with his uh, riders of chaos, uh, and they freaking get into a massive fight here. And this is cool. So Conan and Elric go back to back here, and they fight, defeating everyone they can here. <laughs> As uh, they keep going on, Conan lays out some of them. And then Gaynor and Elric, who fight in later books, meet here again. And they just continues to, you know, continuously fight. Uh, and damn, Elric's about to, you know, uh, get killed when he gets turned around. And he starts attacking another guy because Gaynor comes up and Conan saves him. This is a great page. Dude, yeah. Yeah, it really is. I don't think this is like, there's only like two splash pages in this book. The first one and this one, I think, so far. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the last page, too, I think. The last page, yeah. Yeah. This was a little weird for me reading it because, I mean, it's, we know who it is, you know, Conan and we know Elric here. But, you know, now at last, Swordsman and Sorcerer King battle back in, uh, back to back in a macabre, moving taboo, unmatched in the time lost annuals of heroic fantasy. It's just weird. That's a yeah. weird line. Uh, I mean, if they would have left off, you know, uh, unmatched in time lost annuals and just left off of the heroic fantasy, I think it would have read a little better. And fight they do. The heroic uh, fantasy thing was probably like a side note from Stan in the letter. It just said, I better put it in there. I don't want to get mad at me. Yeah, or let somebody know what something is. I mean, it just it it's a little weird. Um, so here it is. You know, they keep fighting and can't do anything. They're barely making a move, and Zephra finally calls upon the rain. Um, help me evoke the name of Sukkur of Sasha, goddess of rain and driving storms. So it starts to rain. It's thunder and lightning. And uh, Conan's like, what the hell's the rain going to do us? You'll see. Believe me, you shall see. And the rain starts melting all of the other people of chaos. I'm <laughs> melting. Yep. Look again. Look closely. Because the rain of a red sand. What do you think they're going to do? <laughs> their very flesh begins to flow, washed by the thundering rain. Hey, wild man. They were hellish, impure things and ill-suited to stand before the cleansing waters. Everybody but Gaynor, because Gaynor is actually a real person. He flees. That uh, she won't let die. Yeah. Yeah, she won't let him die. Uh, and he, you know, he does say a little bit here. He says, you know, hey, I uh Gaynor can't die. He's a service of Zom you know, he's a servant of Dom Zomberg and mm -hmm. serves her faithfully. Uh, so that she can let him die, and uh, you know he's he's a tortured soul indeed. Just what Conan says, and Elric's like, yeah, I don't even think Stormbringer could kill him. 
Mm -hmm. So they head off. Uh, they make an agreement there. Uh, it's likely enough, Barbarian, that for reason enough by nature and impulse, we fight alone. I suggest we travel together to the Shining Lake. Uh, but only till we reach the Golden Towers of Yagra. So the next is the Green Empress. Another classic cover. If it wasn't for the kid that decided he was going to try to trace letters. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the copy I found online to, sh to share. I sent to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I sent you some pictures. My copies are much better than these, thank God. Oh, uh, sure. But, uh, I mean, just, you know, hey, to read it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. The Green Empress of Melbourne. So now the story is passed forward. They have left and are moving toward the Shining Lake. Uh, and they get jumped on by freaking demons and everything else. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're, they're, you know, there's uh, Zephyr screaming, you know, Conan, Elric, over here, steal your tongue. There's evil enough on every side this dark night. Oh, I hear him over here. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and they've been fighting. What's cool is like, it's later in the story. Conan is like, "Damn, dude, we've I've been killing so many people. Even my arm is tired." Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they're fighting there, and he's like, "Oh, finally we're getting away." And Conan, you know, Elric's like, "Conan, look above you," and he kills this guy. It's a silent demon. Uh, yeah, and he throws it off. One of the unmen from Swamp Thing. <laughs> the unman from Swamp Thing, damn it. Uh, I remember that cartoon. It was while terrible. in some <laughs> far-off netherworld, hellish anger distorts a heavenly face. You failed me, Prince Gaynor. Failed to vanquish Elric and his barbarian companion. Is this how you would earn the eternal oblivion you desire? <laughs> thanks, thanks for not, you know, not making me really want to do this. <laughs> the well, since I failed you, why don't you just kill me now? Yeah, no, nope. no, go nope. back out and do it. Mm -mm. That's not how any of this works, Martha. <laughs> yep. It, it is still thy protege, Colin Gath of Stygia, who which even now first to reach the sunken spires of Yaga. So now we find out that Colin Gath is actually working with Zomber to bring uh, the the Green Empress awake again. It shall be he who not, who, not the hated Elric, who speaks the spell of awakening. See, see that it is. And uh, she's headed off. So ride, Chaos Source, forward for me for Zomberg. Fight the fight which lies ahead. Then she looks a little uh, pissed off and kind of Evil. psychotic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, here it is. Mitra, is there no end to this vermin, Elric? As soon, I think, besides the scene to seem to strive more to delay us and kill us. It does that news does little to soothe me. Uh where's it say Yeah. Right in here, I think, is where he says his, his arm is tired from killing all these people. Mm. Uh, oh, this is cool too. Yeah. So they they keep fighting all these demons and monsters and they kill them. And then there, says this is the last of them, Sumerian. Good thin. Something, nothing else should bar our way. Your sword, what? And he see like, see the little wisp of smoke or whatever coming off the body. 
Yes. Yeah. Your eyes pierce my spine. You know that my sword Stormbringer feeds on the souls of those it slays and transmits their, their former power to me. A man should make his own destiny, not pander to the thing of sorcery. Truly, you, you seem less than humans. And that's pretty much where DC took the entire origin from Elric to use for Katana. The um, chick that fought with Batman? Yeah, the the uh, the Japanese woman. Yeah. With the that her sword does the same thing Elric's sword does. Really? In fact, she killed her husband, and his his eternal soul is trapped in the sword. Really? Okay. Is that in the Batman and Outsiders or in another story? Um, it might have been like a new Fifty Two revamp, but I don't think so. I think it's I think it's from uh that original Batman and the Outsiders run. I've got a few of those I picked up. I have not read them. And I picked them up because uh, I can't remember the writer was somebody I knew, um, but Alan Davis did the art on them. So I'm like, yeah, Hell, I think it was uh, Michael W. Barr uh, wrote the scripts for the beginning of that series. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Okay, that does sound familiar. So yeah, per, uh, perhaps the still as a thing of sorcery has saved your core side more than once. <laughs> Damn it. Mm-hmm. So. She's uh, Conan and Elric get done talking. Did you not say Zookla had placed a spell on your weapon? Yeah. So she's finally like, Conan, Elric, this way, hurry. So they're damn near at the Shining Lake. They they make it there, and this boat comes floating up, only it's made out of, like, dinosaur ribs or something. Don't tell Fred. <laughs> Don't tell Fred. Uh, yeah. He'll tip over his car again. The magic of cooling goth. He may have outstripped us to the city. So it's made of monstrous bones. Still, I, I cannot. All right, this happens two or three times in this book. And I don't know if this is a British thing or just some shortened, whatever. Still, I trow it will carry us to the center of the lake easy enough. <laughs> Conan's like, I'd rather swim <laughs> than get on the bone boat. I go, I don't want to get on that boat because I'm afraid the ghost of the dragon is going to wake up that the, that, that ribcage belongs to and I'm going to be dead inside a, dra- a ghost of a dragon. Yeah. Well, as cool as uh, Zephyr there, she's like, hey, are you are you truly fearful of bones? She says, I just, yeah, he not fears the spirit world as a fool. I'll come with you for now. I can always dive off. <laughs> You hope. Yeah, you hope. So he gets in the boat and heads. And then we see Zookla is actually watching from a distance. So he sees where they're at. Um, and, of course, what's cool, they're they're making their way to the city, and they see a falling star. Uh, and then, you know, they, oh, look, it's a good, you know, it's, it's an omen. <laughs> Elric's like, nope, it's probably the uh, chaos pack of Gaynor. No matter. The die is cast. <laughs> So they make it to the city. Have fun stomping the castle. They'll yes. never make it. Never make it. <laughs> they, so they do. They get up to the castle, and uh, there's not much of the city showing. So they finally get up to like the ramparts, or uh, and then pass them to the actual towers, and they find Cooling Gath pretty quickly. 
and he's in there casting the spell of summoning to bring back the Green Empress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, you know, Elric and Conan just bust in because Cool and Gath does, has no idea who the hell they are. He says, uh, stay back. You can't stop me. The dream I dream would, you know, told me I would be supreme if I awakened the dread Turhanal. Uh, and of course, Elric just screams at him, you know, fool, it's Somberg, queen of chaos swords who sent you or baited you thus to use you for her own dark ends. Uh, and of course, he's like, you know, I know of no Zomborg. It was Thothamon who sent you. Hey, Thothamon. Nope. Wrong, wrong dude. Oh, they get into dream this. Dream a little dream come true. Exactly. Dream a dream to <laughs> summon a demon woman, whatever it is. Demon dog. So here comes, uh, they, they finally get into a fight. And uh, here comes Gaynor. They, and they, man, they just lay into it again. I do like this scene, too. This is kind of weird. Like, Coolin, uh, not Coolin, Gath, but Gaynor jumps off the damn horse and kicks Elric in the face. Not dressing like a gnome. Like a gnome, yeah. <laughs> I wonder why they drew him that way. Because I don't think they I, I say I, how I've he seen him like. There's so many different interpretations of him over the years, you know, but I've never seen him like this. And I'm like, well, we can't have him looking cooler than Conan. So, well, uh, that, but then. Put a dunce hat on him and, and thigh height, lady pirate boots, and, and some other stuff. And we'll go from there. Well, the thing that's funny, though, is it's like, I think the hat carries on into the P. P. Craig Russell run. Mm hmm. Um, Every time I see a hat like that, all I can think of is the worst magician next to Orko and all of and all of nerddom from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Oh yeah. Um, Whoops. What was his name? Proto. No, yeah. the the, ma the magic user from uh, the Dungeons and Dragons. Presto. 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 Yeah. Right after they announced his name, some come. Some company came out with something called Presto Magic. Damn it. It's like color forms, but they're just stuck there. <laughs> stuck. So, uh, Conan and uh, Gaynor actually get into it here. Um, and they keep fighting as Cooling Gath finally finishes the spell of awakening. And, you know, he's, you know, he's so happy. You know, hey, the ritual's ended, the spell is cast. Can you feel the earth tremble before you? And uh, like one of the towers on the side of the damn city Castle. blows up. Just blows up and collapses. Yep. And then here comes Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters. No. <laughs> damn it. Taryn Hall, the Green Empress. Jennifer Walters actually wasn't around when this was written. No, I know. Uh Still a better She-Hulk than on Disney+. Plus. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so there they, they get into it. Uh, here comes the Green Empress. Uh, Conan's like, hey, I thought, I thought she was, you know, a spell was cast on her and she was uh, in prison for eternity. Yes, spells can be broken, Conan. Uh, Do you hear me, old Zomberg, Queen of the Chaos Swords? Terrell's rise with her power... Uh, 
added to your own, both this world and the bright emperor are yours, or the bright empire are yours. And uh, Elric just turns on him. He says, Melbourne only serves Arioch, Duke of Chaos. I cannot remember how many Chaos Lords they were. As Elric, Master of Stormbringer. <laughs> He's like, kill me. Yeah. <coughs> kill me. No, not that Dark Blade can even kill me. So Conan, uh, Elric knocks him down and tries to kill Gaynor. But yeah. even Stormbringer can't kill him. Uh, my rune sword chuckles like a live thing, yet Gaynor turns to dust. And he heads off. And though the KS pack do the same. So here comes uh, the Green Empress. She reaches, gets over Conan and them, and Coolin Gath calls out to her. He's like, hey, look, you know, I I sent you, I brought you back. Uh, you, you must serve me. Huh? <laughs> yes. You must serve me. Yeah. Wrong, infidel. <laughs> she she freaking torches his ass. You three. You you live as the first of my slaves. Soon Yago will team with the slaves once more. I'll conquer this world and even Mel will it'll be it'll be mine again. Why thank you, Mistress. May I have another? Yeah. <laughs> At least I did when I left the Bright Empire. I ask a favor. Favors? Terrell grants no favors to slaves. Let them be the favor to serve her. <laughs> For crumbs sake, man, don't anger her. <laughs> Too late, fools. I'm already angered. That's the way I feel when I go into work. That's why uh, I'm green. Do what? That's why I'm green. I'm angry all the time. Yeah. So two sorcerer's blades strike out, and they can't even get past the shield that's protecting her. You girl, who are you that do not flee in bootless fear uh, fear before my wrath? I am Zephyr, daughter of Zucla. And here it is. She casts a spell. Uh, or a light comes out of the sky and it envelops her. And uh, the damn Terranol's like, oh my God, this is Eldritch magic. I know the signs. And she's like, it is Erican, he who rules the Lords of Law. So Erican starts to talk to her and he says, hey, become my vessel and allow me to do this. Um, and of course, uh, Zucla is just like really pissed off. So is, uh, Zomberg there. Zomberg knows that what's probably going to happen is that the Green Empress will be killed. Yeah. But Zucla is like, he's no, you know, don't do this. So much power will destroy a mortal. You'll kill my daughter. Mm. And he just screams, but it's really too late, you know, because, uh, Eric and comes down and essentially inhabits his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she rises up as a damn flaming blue whatever. And her and the, the Green Empress get into this massive fight. Don't Cat touch her. Fight. Yep. Until finally uh, Eric in there or his uh, whatever you want to call it serve kills the green empress yo there it is yep tear to destroy and as soon as it's done zephyr dies and conan is you know he goes to get the girl and Elric's just like oh the lords of law have won another victory 
Come, Conan, you can do no more for the one who called you beloved. Dude, that's harsh. She's dead. So you can't do anything else for the girl who loved you. Even though you didn't love her. So Elric and him head off. And they leave the city and it actually crushes and crumbles. Goes back into the damn signing. Uh, what was it? Shining Lake. There it is. Hey, Alex. They're great books, dude. Yeah. All the, the early Conan stuff is really good. Even the later stuff. And that's the whole thing, dude. The later stuff Conan can be got for in dollar boxes every day sometimes. Yep. Um, and they're just great stories, but people don't want to. I don't know. He's just never been as popular as I think he should be. But yeah. This is kind of cool. Elric gives Conan a cloak, um, which will protect her. He says, here, cover her with this. Um, he says, you know, why not? Uh, you've done your day's work. Pursued your useless quest of sorceress lore, a quest the girl paid for with her life. <laughs> your words are laced with bitterness. There's much truth in what you say. I'm indeed a thing of sorcery, and all my actions are bound by it. Yeah, um, yeah he's like, and Elric's like, he's going to leave. Best of my own world uh, and those I love. And he heads off. Uh, he says, uh, it's kind of cool here. He says, yeah, we can't ride together because if we do, we're eventually going to come to blows. So yeah. we'll split. And then Elric is gone. He like rides through a portal, which, you know, kind of looks like uh, off of uh, Thor Ragnarok here. All rainbowies. Mm -hmm. Destiny more strange and wondrous than even the Sumerians shall ever know. And the colorist gave that page to his nine-year-old, and that's that's how we got it. That's how we got it. <laughs> Gave him four crayons. Yep. They just uh, came back from Denny's. <laughs> Damn it. So here's your epilogue. Conan returns back to Zucla and brings his daughter to him. And he's like, you know, hey, you brought my daughter back. I thank you. Um, and Conan's still a little, I don't say bitter here, but a little ugly. Says, this cloak that covers her is magic. You'll like it. Um, he says, if we'd not fought long months ago, I would have faced the, the you know, tearing all myself. Could we not be friends at last? For us, since we share a certain grief, wizard and warrior friends, sooner or all cost shall sink beneath the doomed dark sea. But you know that. And uh, Zucla's like, yeah. But uh, so they, I guess they can come to an agreement that, hey, you know, for right now we're friends, but we can't stay that way. And Conan throws the sword down. Here's your sorcery, man, all wrapped up in this shining sword. I'll have none of it. This is the thing that irked me. I got into a fight online with somebody because they did the... <gasps> online? <laughs> I know. How I does that to... happen? Oh, never mind. I'll just have a flashback. From it, it, it happens when somebody doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. So <laughs> somebody was like... Um, it was when they were doing the Savage Avengers or whatever. Oh, God. And they put Conan in the Marvel Universe and the Savage Avengers. And, I mean, they, there's a few pages that are cool, but most of it, to me, was just stupid. Yeah. And Conan has, well, he has a sword that's inhabited by, like, a Venom symbiote or something. Mm -hmm. And it's helping him fight and everything else. And I got into an argument. I saw Conan would never use a magic sword. If he did, it wasn't going to be for long, let alone a damn sword that talked to him. 
<laughs> and he throws the freaking magic sword back. You know, here's your magic sword. I'm not going to have any of it. And me and the guy got into it, and he's like, it's called character growth. No, it's it's called it's called completely, you know, out of the character. He's not going to do this. <clears throat> Hell, he throws the sword down, and he doesn't even have a weapon. He leaves it and heads now, off. there is a classic Barry Smith look. Yes. You can see... I mean, even in between the two issues, he's gotten better. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then we look at this page. How come both issues couldn't look this good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's because he's learning. I mean, this is like his. But what's bad is, dude, like in the first. Did you read the set, the, the story after this I sent you? No, I look at the first two. It was in the file. You didn't read it? No, I only read the two issues. That's oh. when I opened it up, that's all that was there. What well, I thought it sent over. So anyway, so Conan turns and says, I've got business in Argos. But yeah, so what I was saying too about the art earlier in the series, mm -hmm. I can't remember fourth or fifth fifth issue, whatever. They had the comic awards back then, and Barry Smith won like the Inc or new artist of the year or something um for conan just off uh, of this page yeah i mean it was off something let's see it's funny a conan novel was the first fantasy novel i read and elric was the last i read <laughs> damn it <laughs> um i've read pretty much all of them i mean at one time or another i don't remember all of them uh, but I love Elric and, and Conan. If you like the Elric stuff, though, dude, I'm telling you, branch out and read some of the other stuff. Uh, Dancers, the end of time is amazing. There's some other, like, other work that Moorcock did that's, like, not super, fa well, it's fantasy, but it's not. Um, you know, he won Nebulous for, uh, just, he did an amazing set of work. Just output was crazy back in the time. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is awesome. Dude, Lord of the Rings is probably my favorite. Oh, Conan wow. is my favorite fantasy novel. Fantasy books. I've got the uh, the science fiction book club. Remember that thing? Yes. They're still miss... in print. Business, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh, if it is, I'm going to order books. I'll sign yeah, up on the Clark Ken again. Uh, I've got I've got the uh, the book club edition of Lord of the Rings, so it's like all three books in one. It's like this thick. Yeah, um, yeah. They've got the freaking. It, it, weigh, uh, it weighs like the same amount as like three comic book omnibus. Good God! It's like ridiculous. I'm like, are you ever going to read that? I go, well, no. They made movies out of it. They made animated ones out of it. I, bas I basically then what you buy it for? I go. Because this is ideal for home defense. <laughs> ideal for home defense, yep. They'll crucify me if I shoot somebody, but the uh, what, what happened? Uh, this book fell off the fridge and knocked him out. Knocked him unconscious. <laughs> you have to look and see if the ones you have have got the fallout maps in them and they've got the uh, index in the back. Yeah, uh, I'll have to look. But I, they, gotta start, uh, I, I got a bookcase way down in that corner. That I have to start digging through because I, I need to start moving all that stuff out to the, these. Yeah. 
So here's the thing, though. If you read the Lord of the Rings in the books, they leave out in the movie. They leave out Tom Bombadil. Oh yeah. Yeah, Tom Bombadil's not in the movie at all, but he's talking about in the book. And if you read the book, Tom Bombadil's in there, and even Sauron is like afraid of Tom Bombadil. They never, they don't even know who the hell he is. He's just in the forest. He like saves them, and he's like, oh yeah, get the first ten for a penny or something, and get roped in for higher price. Yeah, but yeah. the prices weren't crazy, and you get some great books. Yeah. And I didn't. I never knew that there were like novelizations of like comic books. Yes. Uh, until then, like my friend Dave that passed away years ago now, um, he bought and read all of that that huge, uh, like uh, Night Quest and all the some all the what like there was like three huge parts. It was like three years worth of books. Yeah, in a um, novel form. He he got them he got them all in novels and read them. Goes, it was well, I read a few of your comics out of this, and then I just read the book. I go, let me guess, the book's better. Oh, there's so much more in the book. I go, yeah, because they let they let the art speak for the. Well, let's take about five thousand words out of each chapter and, and replace it with art. Yeah. Well, now the thing that's that's cool too is. If you ever join the science fiction book club, which you did in the past, okay, mm. I've still got it. It's on the shelf over there somewhere. I have to hunt it out and find it. Well, there it is. So second shelf right next to the Fantastic Four. See where it says Watchmen? Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's from the science fiction book club. The only way to get a real, true first edition hardcover of Watchmen is if you join the science fiction book club. That was the only way to get it at the time. I got that back in the 80s. Late I've 80s? got the hardcover novelization of Weapon X. Yeah. Oh, do you? From yeah. Sci-Fi Book Club? Yep. What's cool about that, though, is the printing. When you go in there, you can see it's like they took a piece of black tape and put over the, you know, printed in wherever mm -hmm. and reprinted it for the Sci-Fi Book Club. Nice. But so Conan's like, hey, look, I'm going to leave. I got stuff to do in Argus. Um I find a tavern. I'll I'll do a drink to you and the dead, and he just leaves. Classic pose. Um, I don't know if you saw this page. No, I did not see that page. I think, but that I I used to love the letters pages just yes. for the names they would give the letters pages. Yeah, the Hyporian <laughs> page. Yep, uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Um, so I I included this because it's cool and. I think you just didn't go far enough. And that the reason I did is, is so as a mixed bag of mind boggling missives, this issue marks Barry Smith's final appearance as the regular artist in Conan, the barbarian, at least for the time being. So no, put away 16, those or huh? 15, 15. Yeah. 15. So yeah. Put away those bombs and brick bats um, and neighbors. Tis no vile plot of marvels playing games, musical chairs, with artists of one of Commonwealth's most unique strips but rather the decision and request to bury himself for personal reasons. Our Shazam, that's the award he won. He won a Shazam. Our Shazam winning young Britisher feels like he would like to move on to other features. And so Stan and Roy and the rest of Marvel and we trust can only concur and wish the best for Barry's luck on the Avengers and our other many epics he's producing in the near future. Yeah. He did like a three issue run of Avengers. Um, 
I think it was around this time. It's like 100, 101, 102, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the lad wanted to go out with a bang, so he finished his Michael Moorcock plotted two-parter. Uh, starting next issue, the gregarious Gil Kane will be teaming up with Roy Thomas as a special surprise anchor whose work we think he'll do. Um, by weird coincidence, seems like the best of times if there is such. So the Conan book had dropped to bi-monthly, so it was every two months here. And yeah. it's going to go back to monthly, and Gil Kane's going to come in and draw it. But um, the thing that's cool here, it, or it's not cool, but it shows you, that's why I included this page and the other one, because I, I don't know why they didn't transfer over, is the next issue should have been a Gil Kane issue, but it's not. It's a reprint issue. Oh, they pulled the Neil Adams and wasn't wasn't ready for the for the no, deadline. It wasn't ready. Um, and this is from like I think this is from Conan three, which if you collect Conan books, Conan three is a short print. Conan three is more expensive than Conan two because it's a short print. I don't know if they run out of paper. I don't know what the hell it is, but the it's I think it's called the Grim Gray God is that that. Um, now, which one would you follow down here, though, to know ye these rank, the hallowed ranks of Marvel, then? Are you a RFO, TTB, QNS, KOF, PMM, or FFF? I'm a boomer. A boomer. But Damn. only on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Otherwise, I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I used to love, or still love all this stuff, but they don't do it anymore. They don't think it's cool. So, so yeah. The easiest way for you to get a copy of Conan number three is to actually buy a copy of Conan number 16. Yes and no, because Conan 16 is, it's got two stories in it, okay? Because I, I read the whole thing again online, but only in, I only thought I sent you over the, the 10 pages here. This was like really short. But the reason I include it is the art was amazing, and it's one of my favorite freaking Conan stories and it's like 10 pages so the first 10 pages here is a 10 is the comic adaptation of a 10 page Conan story from this book oh I've got that book okay do you have this one I have the hardcover okay, I have so, the I bought it from science fiction book club yeah I may have got this from sci-fi book club I'm not sure um but the thing that's cool is this book, and I had forgot I had it, is completely illustrated by Mark Schultz. Oh, wow. So he does all the cover paintings and the interior art. Um, everything. But, uh, so, this was supposed to be a Gil Kane issue, but so here it is. Frost Giant's Daughter from Conan 3, which is Robert, uh, uh, by Roy Thomas and Barry Smith. And it opens, dude, on this, look at the freaking art here. You could tell yeah. this is like, and then you ready? Here's your splash. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. They're all fighting. Um, well, not all of them. Some well, of yeah. Them are already deceased. <laughs> they're already deceased. 
Uh, this is actually cool here. Yeah, the guy screamed. This guy, he's fighting a Venera. Conan's fighting the Venera here. He says, uh, so tell, man, tell me your name so that my brothers in Vanaheim can know who was the last of Wolfhir's band to fall before the sword of Himdall. Um, and, you know, of course, Conan and him getting this, they just keep fighting, not in Vanaheim, but in Valhalla. Will you tell your brothers that you met Conan of, of Samaria? And I did mark it here because if he says, um, I'll just tell you how good it is. The the trend, the book is actually some of the dialogue is pulled straight from the book. Oh, nice. Um, so they get in a fight. Conan kills this guy and then he stumbles off. Okay, and he passes out into the snow, and he wakes up and there's this beautiful girl there she's absolutely raven-haired gorgeous and he says she's got skin like ivory uh and she's like laughing at him and you know her voice is all high and he's like oh it matters not who i am conan rise you know don't you want to come um <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> perhaps i'm no golden hair to see her but i battle alongside them uh, and Conan's like, hey, your village can't be far from here because you're dressed like that. There's no way you got out here. Your village has got to be close, so take me to your tribe. And she's like, hey, my village is farther than you can walk. But look, look on these golden icy lips. You know, am I not beautiful? <laughs> He's like dawn running naked in the snows. Uh, and she just runs off. Somebody pursue me, man. Lines. Do what? Somebody erase those speed lines from that top panel. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, by crumb, I'll follow you through the pits of eternity itself before me. Um, yeah, so he's, she said that's the thing right there. And in the book, it actually says, uh, she says, why, why do you not rise and follow me? Who is the strong warrior who falls down before me? And then she mocks him. And he says, lie down and die in the snow with the other fools, Conan of the black hair. You cannot follow where I would lead. <laughs> so he heads off after her. And, of course, she's always just ahead of him. And it's like, as soon as he gets close, she gets a little farther until finally she comes to, like, a mountain crevice. And she's like, brothers, look who follows. I've brought you a man to slay. Take his heart, and we may lay it smoking at our father's table. <laughs> so it's a trap. And, uh, of course, Conan just, dude, he lays into the first guy and kills him almost instantly. He doesn't even think about it. And, and, then, uh, and then his twin gets real angry. Yeah. And, of course, Conan moves and, and kills him. And the girl is freaking out now. Kill him. He's only flesh and blood. Um, yeah, there's where Conan hacks the guy's leg. Um, and... Uh, then punches him in the chest and kills him with a sword. And then the girl is like, yeah, the girl stands transfixed with horror and cries out, call the rest of your brother's wench. I'll give their hearts to the wolves. You cannot escape me. And he goes to chase her. And now she's freaking out. She's not so far in front of him until he catches her. And this is in the book too. He says, your flesh is cold as uh, cold as cold as the snows. Perhaps it'll be less cold when it's warmed by a barbarian's kisses. So he's trying to ravish her. And she breaks free. And this is cool. 
Ymir, my father, save me. And the skies like go crazy. Um, and finally the damn mountain crumbles around him and he passes out. And then later he wakes up, you know, the Vermeer, uh, veneer who survived and found him. And yeah, we know who that is. That is, uh, what's he, uh, the guy says her name. Yeah, Adelaide, the firstborn of Ymir, the frost giant's daughter. She leads men to be tortured and eaten for her father. And then Conan's like, yeah, it can't be, you know, can't be real, can't be real. And then it's, he's got a piece of her veil. Yeah. The uh, Mark Schultz illustration for that is really cool. It's at the end. Oh, so nice. if you've got them, read them. But that's uh, the thing that's funny where he was talking about uh, Hex Allen was talking about that was one of the first novels he read was a Conan book mm -hmm. is in the 60s. I think it was uh, when Lynn Carter and I can't remember who the other guy was. Lynn Carter was the main one that was doing the Conan books and publishing the paperbacks that all had the Frazetta covers. Yeah. They, he filled out a bunch of other stories and made like Conan pastiche novels. And he took like, here's a Solomon Kane story. And I'm going to take and change every time they say Solomon Kane, I'm going to make it say Conan and fill this in. So this is going to be a story. So they're like 24 freaking novels there or 24 books of but solomon kane that are now conan but they made the solomon kane ones conan they made the cole ones conan and they kind of linked them all together and filled it in but they're not those stories the brand brand mcmarn is the same way they brand mcmarn stories become conan but they're not hmm. and they're broken down but yeah i love robert e howard anyway so that was that um Great comics. Glad you finally got a chance to read them. So am I. And oh. then, then when then when you picked them last week, it dawned on me that man, I know I've got to have these because I've got the I've got the trade collection from Dark Horse of the old Marvel Conan's. Yeah. The yeah. Well, the, most um, of them. I'm missing like I think I got like one through seven, and I'm missing like either four or six or something like that. The second story in 16, because like I said, it's only 10 pages. The first story is Frost Giant's Daughter. The second story is the story from, uh, I think it's Chamber of Darkness 4, if I remember right, which is the Conan tryout story. Oh, and wow. it's, it's like a barbarian that's not Conan, but it looks just like Conan. And it's mm -hmm. by Barry Smith and everyone else. And they wanted to see how it would be. Um, and it's a guy like in the modern times dreaming of this barbarian fighting in, in the past. And it's mm -hmm. only like a 10 page story, but that's the second part of that. And I think Gil Kane does 17. But so did you pick out something? Um, but I can. But you can. I haven't, but I can. It just dawned on me uh, that, like five minutes ago that, oh crap, Thomas picked those, not me. Even though I, even though I wanted to read them, I didn't pick them. 
Oh, Lord. Yeah, big old stack of new books. No, these are from like last week. Be like, so this is what happens when you don't plan ahead. <laughs> you know what? Because I've never ever read Power Pack. Oh, really? We're going to do the Power Pack? And I, like I told you, the only reason I even bought this book is because Beta Ray Bill was on the cover. So uh, we will, uh, featuring Beta Ray Bill and the Warriors 3 from the pages of the Mighty Thor. Yeah. Power Pack 15. Yep. I think, uh, didn't Louise Simonson write those? I think so. This was like 65 cents or something. Yeah. I've got a handful of Power Pack, and I bought them just because they were, dude, it was a great story, a great series back in the day. Yep, Louise Simonson uh, with June Brigman uh, pencils, Bob White, Wykeck Inker, uh, Glynis Oliver colorer, Joe Rosen letterer, Carl Plotz editor, and Jim Shooter editor-in-chief. Sweet. 15, right? Yep, it's called The Reckoning. All right, cool. I'll get it, and uh, well, I ain't gonna get it to you. You got a you got a paper I got, copy, right? I, I got an actual copy. I, I was gonna be a smart ass and be like, "Yep, let's read my childhood storybook, Johnny Quest." <laughs> That'll take all only three seconds. Johnny okay, Quest. thanks for coming. What are you picking the next week? <laughs> We're done. Damn it. Um, I'd like to do one of the big shows on. Uh, the collection of the uh, resurrection of uh, Rachel Ghoul. Oh yeah, from uh, the original one from like two forty something or which one? Um, I got the hardcover. It's uh, it's one that we'd have to you know set a future timeline for because it's like three hundred and fifty pages. Good God! Really? It's, well, it, it's the entire story arc. Oh okay. So it does. It doesn't show how. Uh, it doesn't tell you how Rash Rash died, but it it clues you into you know this is what happened, and you know Batman set his body on fire after he killed him, and or after he died, whatever. Uh, but it shows him back, and this is this is uh, and it goes through like issues of Nightwing and you know various other you know Batman detective, and you know other books. Yeah, well just send me like, a uh, picture of it, a link, and I'll look at it. Yeah, um, the hardcover. When I forget the, I, I forget where I put the dust jacket right now. Uh, but the actual underneath the dust jacket, the hardcover is like a gold emblem uh, shadow of Batman and Raish sword fighting on the cover. Oh, sweet! That's uh, kind of so cool. It's like you know, uh, gold foil. Yeah, so I'll I'll send you a cover. I'm, I'm sure that like I can just flip through and get like all the issues. Uh, it's it's a good fast read, but I'm like, well, now I had forgotten all about it because I guess uh, originally Raish's plan f for his grandson Damien was to take over transfer himself into Damien's 
body. Oh, really? As host for his for his Katra there, and uh, another Star Trek reference. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Damien ends up like running for his life. <laughs> like he's like he goes from you know cocky, arrogant Damien that we all know and hated and loved yeah. uh, to uh, scared shitless and runs back to Gotham to find his father. Uh, and instead he runs into Tim, uh, you know, but just refer to him as uh, Robin of the Gay Blade. Um, and, uh, and Alfred, uh, he beats the hell out of Tim and Alfred almost kills Damien. <laughs> By body slamming him over, over a banister that went down like a good fifty feet. Jesus. Uh, and you know, and it goes on and on from there. It continues like in Nightwing and a few other books. But I'll, I'll get the list all together and let you know what it is. Yeah, I've probably read some of them because I know I've read Batman for so long. Yeah. It's only been in the last really, dude, two or three years that I have not been reading Batman regularly. Yeah, I, I quit it. Yeah, I like, quit as soon as as soon as they got him like giving SJW speeches and you know car carrying around the pride flag and stuff. I go, I'm done. <laughs> I still buy them. I I mean, and it may be good books. I just haven't read them. Um, I but I haven't read anything. The only thing I've read lately, I did read the new Philip Kennedy Hulk one. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I'll say he's pissed off at the Kate's run, but cause I never finished the Kate's run. I've got all the issues, but I never finished reading it. No, they loss. pretty much, huh? No loss. Yeah. No loss. He pretty much at the top of it talks about the Kate's run and he's like, you know, banner attack you know uh had the hulk under control and now the hulk is pissed off mm -hmm. and it returns back to the horror and i mean it's it's a really good read yeah it, it's kind of like kate's ruined hulk so bad that i basically have to pick up uh after world war hulk again <laughs> and basically started you sent me off planet you pissed me off and now i'm back and i'm gonna kill you what's bad too is I, and i don't know he doesn't kill it kennedy doesn't say in the first issue if hulk actually does it but it's heavily implied banner passes out when he becomes the hulk he doesn't know what the hell's going on yeah and when he wakes up like this diner that they were at is freaking destroyed like the whole area around is destroyed and like spray painted or something on the thing is like or written on the side of the building is your fault so it's like the Hulk is telling Banner, all of this is done because of what you did. You mm -hmm. are the you are the person that brought the horror to these people. <laughs> like, oh God, that's not good. Opposed to Amadeo Chow as the uh, as the totally awesome Hulk. Yeah, it was like, what if Hulk was a preppy and not so much a monster? <laughs> no, it's not so awesome. Um, this is the. Uh, the image that I see from Elric, the one that looks like it's 1960s from that like weird comic company. Uh, Windy City Comics Group. 
Uh, wow. Okay. I have never freaking seen that. Uh, he just running around with his boxers and a cape. Uh, no, no silly he's got hat. boots on. Yeah. Oh, does he? I can't tell. Yeah, he's got these like gray boots. See, they're like the pirate boots, like he was wearing oh, okay. long ago. Huh. You know, apparently he's been going to the gym because he's all cut, so he decided not to wear a shirt. Yeah. In the dunce cap. But I look I look at this, and I know it says Elric, uh, but it looks a little more like uh, Elfquest. Adam Warlock? Yeah, it looks more <laughs> like Elfquest. Elfquest or Adam Warlock? Damn it. Limited special edition. 125. So that's got to be 70s, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, mid seventies probably. Crazy. I guess seventies was like comics uh, group must be from uh, from uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, maybe er, maybe late seventies, early eighties. I think probably like early eighties. That's when most of the books went up to like a buck and a quarter. Yeah. Cool. All right, I will get that read, and then we'll be back next Thursday. Sounds like a plan, Stan. And uh, we'll catch you all then. Until next time, uh, read a comic book and enjoy yourself. Try to stay out of the heat. Yes. That's right. I'm talking to you.